0: Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Edwina McKinnon, and on Move Her Forward, we bring you new topics twice a month that are dedicated to women in business. What do chess players and women in business have in common? The best ones are always anticipating their next five moves. So join us as we will have thought-provoking conversations where our speakers will share their secrets of strategizing their next move and helping our audience learn, listen, and level up. We will be interviewing some incredible individuals in the world turning their wisdom and experience into actionable advice that you can use no matter your life your age your profession or even the industry that you work in to really build momentum in your life and in your career our topics will range from enhancing productivity entrepreneurship leadership sales communication and the list goes on much much more If you love learning new things, do remember to subscribe and hit that alert button so you never miss an episode with us because you will love it here at Move Her Forward where we actually remove the fluff from our conversation and really bring increased value to your day. Let's welcome our guest speaker today, Kara Stebbings. How are you? Thanks, Sajmina. It's so lovely to be here. I really appreciate the invite. Absolutely, and we're also really excited to have you a part of this particular episode. And before we actually dive right in the episode, what is it today? We're going to be talking about ways that you can actually make your mark in your organization. So we focus on women in business, and that also entails women that are actually working a nine to five or working for an organization. So Kara, please kick us off by telling us a little bit more about yourself.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So, as you mentioned, I've been in the insurance industry for the last 17 years, and uh, I I have to admit, I really do love the industry itself. It's provided a lot of opportunities for me and uh, a lot of room to grow on the personal front. I'm, I'm married, been married for the last 16 years. I've got two boys, 14 and 10. And both my husband and my boys have continued to educate me on sports ever since I got to know them. So uh, it's a pretty full life, working as you said, nine to five, and oftentimes uh, in between, and and uh, managing uh, managing family life as well. But it's it's always been a lot of fun for me.
0: Yeah, that sounds exciting. So is it all boys in your in your home at this time? It's all boys. Yes. Yes. So I,
1: I get to be unique at home. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yes. And how about your uh, professional journey? Um, fill us in a little bit more about how you actually started working at Liberty Mutual and how you started to really um, plant your seeds within that organization. Yeah, happy to. So I've uh, I've been
1: in the unique position of being with the same organization for the last 17 years. Uh, I started in the Calgary office when we opened our doors there, and I started as an underwriting assistant. So that's, um, for those that aren't in the industry, that's probably the first stepping stone into an underwriting career. Uh, I moved into an underwriting uh, role shortly thereafter and eventually moved from Calgary to Vancouver and continued on my career path in Vancouver. I've always had a curiosity, which I I think is a great attribute as an underwriter to to be curious about everything and that included other product lines. So I continued to expand out my capabilities as an individual contributor. And eventually that that gave me opportunities to, to start to lead uh, a team of people in the Vancouver region. So that role that I, I possess today as a regional, um, regional leader for BC and the territories, that, that didn't exist when I started my career. So it, it's been an exciting journey I've always committed to myself that that when things stop being fun and exciting I'll leave my role but that's that's the great thing about uh, continuing to grow with Liberty is that I've always had opportunities to to grow and expand myself and develop and and that's to me that that's what keeps me excited and engaged.
0: Awesome. And you talked about like the opportunities that presented yourself themselves when you worked at Liberty and how did these opportunities come about? Um, is it you actually going out shooting your shot or is it opportunities just kind of gracefully falling into your lap? <laughs>
1: yeah, I. you know what? I don't think there's such a thing as, as things falling into your lap. And, and if, if I could give advice to anybody listening, I, I think that's that's one of the keys to having success is that proactive mindset. And uh, when I think about career pathing from an underwriting perspective, Probably any professional career. The the first few steps are are pretty clear as far as potential for advancement. I think in those early stages, it was critical to really understand what does that next role look like and what what are the skill sets needed for that that next role? So you can start to develop those those skills, those opportunities in your current role before you get to that next role or have that ability to showcase you can do that next role.
0: Yeah. And I know a lot of the listeners right now are working in an organization where they are looking to grow and go up that corporate ladder. And you mentioned the first few steps, and this is what the episode's really about is how do you strategize those next few steps? So what was the thought process that kind of led you to the position you're in right now? Like those two first baby steps, like how did you strategize moving into that underwriting role that you talk about? Like, what was the The mindset behind it and the thought process honestly it was it was putting myself out there and and sharing i think
1: sharing is a big part of it making making it known what you want to do next and be willing to to take on those opportunities as they come or create them for yourself so as as an associate um, or an assistant at the time i i did that assistant role but we were
0: we were very busy in those
1: early days and underwriting support was needed, so I, I raised my hand to to help out knowing that that would give me experience on the underwriting side and put me in position for promotion when there, the opportunity existed. And lucky for me, because we were growing at such a cliff, that opportunity presented itself very quickly.
0: Yeah. And something that I love that you said is just making it known, right? Making it known that you want to move into a particular position. Um, I find with women, we are a little bit quiet. We move in silence so much that nobody really knows what we're trying to do. And I really, I really love that you are letting our listeners know, like your first two baby steps getting into that ladder and up that ladder really starts with just letting people know what you want, um, and then speaking up about it, I think that's really crucial. So, you started you know, off. As, I, go ahead. Sorry, sorry I, mean, uh,
1: I was just going to add on to that thought. Something that I've heard a few times since I've moved into leadership roles and people management roles is, well, my work will speak for itself, and I will be promoted into the next role. But I, I think it's critical to to really share and and be your own brand ambassador to to make clear to people what what is what it is what the strengths that you bring to the table, but also I think people can make assumptions on your behalf that you would be happy in, in a certain stream or in different, in certain roles. So if you're not advocating for yourself in the direction you want your career to take, you may miss out on some opportunities.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. A good point there for sure, right? Just kind of getting up that ladder and making yourself known and, and moving in making noise. And that's actually been one of my mottos for women in 2022 is stop moving in silence, make some noise when you're doing things, raise your hand, shoot your shot, right? Um, don't get stuck in the weeds at, at work, really start to elevate your voice. Um, what was some of the challenges that you faced when you were actually trying to get up that corporate ladder within a large organization?
1: Well, I, I, I think you know, your comment about raising your hand is, uh, is really relevant to to some of the challenges that I may have faced at times. I, I think I was overly silent on, on advocating for myself and, and where I wanted to go, uh, who I wanted to be within the organization at times. And, and certainly I've learned from that. So for every failure, there's opportunity for learning. But um, I think it goes beyond just having those conversations with your direct manager on, on where you want to go and what... What excites you about the roles, and and even sharing out your what your strong skill set is, building that foundational network within your organization is is so key to unlocking additional opportunities. And and I see it even more so today, <clears throat> excuse me, than I have in the past. In that organizational structures are are, are bending and adjusting and adapting at a, a far faster pace than they, they were historically. So the more people understand the direction you wanna take your career, the opportunities you wanna see, the projects you wanna work on, the more likely you are to have those opportunities. And, and it, in my mind, it kind of goes beyond that that idea of having a mentor that's gonna give you advice and creating sponsors within the organization that are going to suggest you for opportunities.
0: Right, absolutely. And that's actually really critical mentorship right? Um, Just being able to kind of see a a vision for your career and wanting to map it out, the only way to really figure out that blueprint is not to create it on your own, but to try to find mentorship. So just touching on mentorship, how is that something that you went about finding? Like, how did you find mentorship? So I've I've looked for,
1: for it from a few different angles, both within my organization and outside. What what i've found works really well is we have a, a formal mentorship program within liberty I, I love that opportunity to connect with people uh, because it gives me new perspective into the organization everybody has their own experience so it, it helps me understand how i can perform at, at a, a greater um, capacity within my current role just understanding somebody else's perspective from an external perspective i've always tried to identify people that I think are, are crushing it in their own right. And, you know, whether it's in my industry or outside of it, or I'm really attracted to the skills that they have. Um, and, and I think probably the the key part of all of that is um, building up or knowing that you can have a really radically candid conversation with those individuals. So if, if you feel that, you know, you could excel at something, they're going to be honest with you about, you know, areas that you, that you could improve or stretch yourself or being really direct about how how, how you need to challenge yourself to, to achieve some of those goals. I think it's um, it's a really raw and personal relationship that you can build through mentorship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you touched upon something that I kind of resonate with is you really want to make sure the mentor that you're finding is somebody that you can actually have a conversation with. Right. I mm-hmm. think that's really really critical. I remember when I was first like getting into corporate Canada and I had a mentor and they were doing everything that I wanted to do. Like you said, I saw shining lights as to what I wanted my future to look like. But when I did approach them, it was really difficult to have like a a heart to heart or conversation with them. And I think that's really a big, huge tipping point when you are looking to find a mentor is that you have to be able to communicate with them for sure and have that conversation um but yeah so now we've kind of moved on from making those first few baby steps what is it that kind of allowed you to get into that vp role what were the steps that you actually strategized like what are those five moves that we talk about in chess that really got you to really excel in your career because there was definitely a tipping point that happened yeah
1: i you know what i i, I spend some time reflecting knowing I was coming on this podcast. And uh, for me, I think there, over over a period of time, I've kind of come up with a formula that works for myself. And, and hopefully it resonates with others. But the whole idea that we just talked about was first step building it. So building out that network, that, that trusted advisory council that you have, even from a personal perspective, because sometimes there's bright, shiny opportunities. But if you talk to, to those closest to you, they'll be able to tell you, you won't enjoy it. You won't be happy in that role. And 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 from my perspective, I, I want both. I, I You know, it's it's a big chunk of my day. I, I want to be able to enjoy what I'm doing throughout the day. And I think I do my best work when I'm in that type of environment and, and appropriately challenged and, and enjoying myself. So so that leads to further opportunities. As I mentioned before, the idea of sharing it to others, making sure that others are aware of what your ambitions look like and where you want to go with your career. Um I found over my, my career that as soon as I, I kind of flicked that switch and started sharing out in, uh, in at a more frequent level with, with more people than I had in the past, I, I was overwhelmed with support. And uh, sometimes it happens in the moment. Sometimes the opportunities come to you later, like I said, with, with the sponsors and, and uh, putting your name forward for opportunities. But I think by and large, pe- people want to – help other people in their career. It makes everybody feel good. So so sharing out that conversation is is critical. I also had to go through the process of allowing it. And and I I think um I think a number of people go through this. What I mean by that is when those opportunities arise, because we never know exactly when that'll happen, there can be those moments where you feel that you don't have all the qualifications. It might not fit your lifestyle in the moment. It's may feel too daunting, or you may have that feel, fear of failure. So just allowing yourself to take that opportunity and knowing that even if it, was, it wasn't was going to go perfect, you may fail, you're going to learn from it. It's a great development opportunity. So really, I don't want to say taking the risk because I think anything that you do to develop yourself is an investment in you, but uh, being willing to take on that opportunity. I yeah. also think creating it is a big part of, of of opportunities that you can give yourself as well. And to me, that means being really attuned to where you wanna go, what, what you have capabilities in doing and where the opportunity within the organization exists. As I, I said before, organizations and, and uh, their structures change at a, a fairly frequent basis. So if you can start advocating for an opportunity that doesn't exist today, um, you you might be in luck of finding that opportunity or maybe there's something that's at that level in a different direction that you hadn't even thought about. But I I think you can be your own advocate for that role that that doesn't even exist today.
0: I love that. Like you're really sharing some exclusive gems. And if I was a listener right now, I'd be writing I'd just be writing it down because I think something that you said is start advocating for yourself even before the role exists, right? And um, I'm assuming with larger organizations, um, there's so much changes that is happening, like right before your eyes, like you mentioned. So mm-hmm. like seeing the vision of where you want to go. And this is what this is really what it is, strategizing your next moves um, in. in And if we look at the game chess, you have to strategize your next moves. And that's exactly what you're talking about is planting those seeds before there's even a tree that you see there. So um, I love to deal with analogies as you can see, but it's really about getting in there. And how do you deal with competition? So definitely you're not gonna be the only one thinking about it this way, but how do you deal with competition to um, getting into a particular role? Or if a role opens up, how how do you present yourself? How do you kind of put yourself first?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. And
0: I do remember having a conversation with somebody a while back.
1: And maybe this doesn't fully answer your question, but I think it was more a personal fear of I'm not showing up in the same way that I see others. And maybe it was because I was surrounded by mostly male colleagues. I I had a fear of not not being vocal enough, not being loud enough. And uh, somebody was gracious enough to reassure me that uh, good thoughts are heard and to continue to just be myself and i I think that that guidance that that advice really stuck with me and continues to give me that confidence that i'm going to show up in the way that i i can to the best of my capabilities and i i have my own strategy my own way of approaching things and it may look different than others and certainly i i've always had the mentality of when when looking at new opportunities it's got to be a fit for the organization but it also has to be a fit for me and ooh, if those two can you repeat aren't that for to- our
0: listeners that was <laughs> ooh
1: that <death laughs> drop right there please repeat that for sure it has to be a fit for the organization but it has to be a fit for me as well Yeah. And so much it-
0: women like not to interrupt you they take on these roles that just don't fit where they're trying to go. And I just love that you said that and Mm -hmm. that resonates with me so much because even me personally, like that's, it just touched something with me because I've taken on so much different roles myself where I'm kind of like looking back, I'm like, why did I do that? That has like nothing to do with what I want to do. So how do you really become like a Fox and really focus on that one thing when there's all these opportunities going on?
1: Um really become a Fox and focus on the opportunities. I'd say uh, just always investing that time in yourself to, to reflect on where it is you wanna go. And to me, it's it's not not often so much about the titles, but it's about the development piece. And with those development opportunities and sharing out what I'm capable of doing, um, projects and opportunities continue to come. So it, it's to me, it's a bit of a cycle of that build it, share it, allow it, create it. And then the final piece for me is stretch it. So always being in a position to feel a little bit uncomfortable in my role, because that to me is that indicator that I'm continuing to grow and develop myself.
0: Awesome. And um, just for our listeners, this question came up and I have to ask it, but when you're actually thinking about, okay, the next move in your career Um, how is it that you're strategizing it? Like, are you sitting down, writing it out? Are you listening to motivational um, clips? Because that came up in our last episode. So how is it that you strategize your next moves?
1: So when when I see an opportunity, even even if it's a project, I, I like to think about how I would approach it. So almost putting myself into the role in advance and and kind of thinking my way through, okay, what do I need to do? How would I approach this? So that when I'm at that stage of looking at the opportunity, looking at the role, I have a clear and coherent story to share about the way it's the strategy that I would take to to be there. Um, Before the opportunity actually arises. like I said before, I tend to focus more on how do I develop, how do I get there? How do I gain that profile? Um, how do people know that I'm capable of doing these things? Also, how do people know that I want to do more of these things?
0: Awesome. That's beautiful. I remember um, last year creating this podcast and the reasoning behind it was um, I believe that women were supporting each other to a certain extent and we were being, being cheerleaders, but I felt like women needed more and I needed more. So that's why I created a podcast around self-development and really taking, like I said, that fluff out of conversations. And I think our listeners and you and me can both – resonate with that. It's like, let's take the fluff out and let's really start to really provide actionable advice and tips that anyone could take, no matter what they're doing in life, their age, the profession. So with that being said, what are some key actionable advice and tips that you can actually let our listeners know, again, no matter the industry, their profession, or even their age, that they can start to implement right now to really help them get up that corporate ladder with that large organization that they're working for? Sure. Sure. Yeah,
1: I think um, obviously everybody's so busy regardless of what industry you're in. Um, there's, there's never enough hours in the day. So I, I think you've got to be really purposeful about carving out time to think about your career and where you want to go. Um, and and really really thinking about, uh, for me, it's been helpful to think about what is it that I'm good at? I think sometimes even even when you take on a new role, that's a really important investment in time because a lot of us deal with that that concept of imposter syndrome. So reassuring yourself through all the good work that you've done, having having your own little portfolio of, of the great things that you're capable of and what you can do is really helpful. I, I think investing the time to plot out milestones for yourself as far as how you want to advance and when is really key. And... Um, and Really setting specific goals for yourself, whether it's, as we talked about before, sharing out with others where you want to get to identifying a mentor and making sure you, you make contact with them. I think it's that accountability piece that really helps, starts to drive that success. And, and to that end, I think part of that accountability is committing that time because it's so much easier to keep your head down, continue to work on what you're doing. But it's amazing how fast a few years can go by and you're still doing what you always were doing without that advancement because of of that uh, lack of investment in yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I truly resonate with that. And I think our listeners really appreciate those key actionable items. Um, So thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you being a part of this episode and dropping some exclusive gems for our listeners on how they can actually go up that corporate ladder within their organization, whether small or large. So we do appreciate you coming here today and spending some time with us and dropping, like I said, those exclusive gems. Again, thank you so much for joining us on MHF, Move Her Forward podcast and TV series, where we drop episodes twice a month on the 15th and the 30th. So please, 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 if you haven't already, subscribe to our channel as we will keep coming to you with lots more gems and lots more self-development opportunities. Thank you again, her for, for being a part of this episode. Have yourself a great day, everyone. Take care. Bye. Thanks, Edwina.